Thank you for joining me and I hope that you're doing well wherever you are and I want to thank you for listening to me on whatever platform it is that you're hearing this podcast. Open your Bible to Exodus chapter 17. The title of today's lesson is Water in the Rock. Exodus chapter 17 and let's read. Exodus 17. The whole Israelite community set out from the desert of Sin, traveling from place to place as the Lord commanded. They camped at Rephidim, but there was no water for the people to drink, so they quarreled with Moses and said, Give us water to drink. Moses replied, Why do you quarrel with me? Why do you put the Lord to the test? But the people were thirsty for water there, and they grumbled against Moses. They said, Why did you bring us up out of Egypt to make us and our children and livestock die of thirst? Then Moses cried out to the Lord, What am I to do with these people? They are almost ready to stone me. The Lord answered Moses, Walk on ahead of the people. Take with you some of the elders of Israel, and take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile, and go. I will stand there before you by the rock at Horeb. Strike the rock, and water will come out of it for the people to drink. So Moses did this in the sight of the elders of Israel. And he called the place Massah and Meribah, because the Israelites quarreled, and because they tested the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? The Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites at Rephidim. Moses said to Joshua, Choose some of our men and go out to fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hands. So Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered, and Moses, Aaron, and Hur went to the top of the hill. As long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held his hands up, one on one side, one on the other, so that his hands remained steady until sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword. Then the Lord said to Moses, Write this on a scroll as something to be remembered, and make sure that Joshua hears it, because I will completely blot out the memory of Amalek from under heaven. Moses built an altar and called it, The Lord is my banner, he said. For my hands were lifted up to the throne of the Lord. The Lord will be at war against the Amalekites from generation to generation. Now, the last time we were together, the Lord performed more miracles in front of Israel, such as raining bread from heaven and sending quail unto the land and turning the bitter water sweet after he told Moses to throw a tree into the water. Now we are at a, a spot where Israel will begin to complain again. Notice verses uh, one, uh, one through two. Then all the congregation of the sons of Israel journeyed by stages from the wilderness of sin, according to the command of the Lord, and camped at Raphadim, and there was no water for the people to drink. Therefore the people quarreled with Moses and said, Give us water that we may drink. Moses said to them, Why do you quarrel with me? Why do you test the Lord? Now, after all that has happened, you know, these stubborn people are still testing the Lord. Uh, 
they they know that the Lord is their provider and that he has provided, but yet instead they are still complaining about there being no water instead of uh, waiting to see how the Lord will provide. Now, the people continue to grumble. Uh, notice uh, verse 3. But the people thirsted there for water, and they grumbled against Moses and said, Why now have you brought us up from Egypt to kill us and our children and our livestock with thirst? Now, it is funny how the people cried out to God to deliver them from the Egyptians, and now they are free and they are comparing their current situation to how it was in Egypt. You know, it almost seems as if they miss Egypt. Now, Moses is afraid, so he cries out to God. We see this in verse 4. So Moses cried out to the Lord, saying, What shall I do to this people? A little more, and they will stone me. Moses is afraid that his life is at stake. So it is very obvious that the people weren't just crying that they were thirsty, but they were very loudly demanding that they were thirsty. Uh, it probably was. Uh, you got to remember, uh, this is a, a whole lot of people. We're not talking about a handful of people. There are probably, probably a lot of grumbling, a lot of fish shaking, a lot of loud voices being raised, a lot of shouting and yelling. And Moses is afraid because the people are basically coming up against him. So it's all of them against one man. Now, the Lord speaks to Moses and gives him commands. Look at verses five to seven. Then the Lord said to Moses, pass before the people and take with you some of the elders of Israel and take in your hand your staff with which you struck the Nile and go. Behold, I will stand before you there on the rock at Horeb and you shall strike the rock and water. Oops, sorry. Will come out of it that the people may drink. Moses uh, did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. He named the place Messiah and Meribah because of the quarrel of the sons of Israel and because they tested the Lord saying, is the Lord among, among us or not? Now notice that God told Moses to take some of the elders with him. I believe the Lord did this so there could be more witnesses of his miracles than just Aaron and Moses. Then Moses names the place Messiah and Meribah. Messiah, Hebrew 4531 means temptation. And Meribah, Hebrew 4809 meaning contention. Uh, now Amalek is looking for a fight. Notice verse 8. The Amalek came and fought against Israel at Rephidim. So Israel now has another adversary raising up against them. Moses gives Joshua a command is the next thing that we see. And we notice this in verse nine. So Moses said to Joshua, choose men for us and go out, fight against Amalek. Tomorrow I will station myself on the top of the hill with the staff of God in my hand. Moses chooses a young man to be a warrior for Israel and lets him know that he will be watching from above. And, uh, of course, this is what you would do. You know, war and fighting is a young man's game. Moses is up there in, in years. He and the elders are not going to get out here and, and fight. So he asked Joshua to uh, uh, get a group of young men together to do the fighting for Israel. Now, Joshua does as Moses asks, and the Lord gives them strength through Moses' hand. Look at verses uh, 10 through 11. Joshua did as Moses told him and fought against Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. So it came about when Moses held his hands up that Israel prevailed. And when he let his hands down, Amalek prevailed. 
Now we know uh, why Moses' uh, hands, you know, kept going down. And we noticed this in verse 12. Look at verse 12. But Moses' hands were heavy. Then he took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. And Aaron and Hur supported his hands, one uh, on one side and one on the other. Thus his hands were steady until the sun set. Now Moses is an old dude, so there is no wonder why he cannot keep his hands held high. But the Lord gave uh, him a backup in the form of her and Aaron. See, sometimes when a uh, task gets a little too heavy, it's good to have someone there to uh, hold the weight for you, so to speak. Uh, now, Joshua defeats Amalek. Notice verse 13. So Joshua overwhelmed Amalek and his people with the, with the edge of the sword. So Joshua has his first victory, a victory for Israel. Now, uh, the Lord tells Moses to memor uh, to I'm sorry, to memorialize this event. We see this in verse 14. Then the Lord said to Moses, write this in a book as a memorial and recite it to Joshua that I will utterly blot out the memory of Amalek from under heaven. OK, now, uh, when was this going to happen when God would have Amalek wiped from under heaven? Turn to the right to 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel chapter 15. All right. 1 Samuel 15. So we can see when this event was supposed to happen. 1 Samuel 15 and we are looking at verses 1, 1 through 3. Then Samuel said to Saul, the Lord sent me to anoint you as king over his people, over Israel. Now, therefore, listen to the words of the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, I will punish Amalek for what he did to Israel, how he set himself against him on the way while he was coming up from Egypt. Now go and strike Amalek and utterly, utterly destroy all that he has and do not spare him, but put to death both man and woman, child and infant, ox and sheep, camel and donkey. Uh, now, Saul uh, didn't do as the Lord commanded, but we will save that for our study in 1 Samuel. Now, Moses builds an altar to the Lord. Look at verse 15. Exodus 15. Moses built an altar and named it the Lord, my banner. Now, Moses calls the place the Lord, my banner. Hebrew 3068 and 5251, which is Yahweh Nas or or Jehovah Nasa. Then we come to the end where the Lord swears war against Amalek. And we see this in verse 16. And he said, the Lord has sworn the Lord will have war against Amalek from generation to generation. Amen. That brings us to the end of Exodus chapter 17. Thank you for listening. God bless. People get ready as a train of coming. You don't need no baggage. You just get on board. Jesus, honey, don't need 
Las Vegas. 